0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Americana Station podcast. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Um, today on the podcast, we have uh, some of my favorite Louisiana songwriters, singer-songwriters, Clay Parker and Jody James. Um, as I'm speaking, they probably are playing Jazz Fest right now. Um I just got done with uh, being at Festival International uh, de Louisiane in Lafayette, Louisiana. Um, It's a festival that uh, happens every April down here, and um, it was a blast. There was a lot of really great music um, that I got to check out. I got to hang out with a lot of really cool people. Just shot uh, some of the scenes for my music video for uh, an upcoming single on my new record with a couple of guys from the Rayo Brothers in the in some of the scenes. It's going to be a fun video. I'm excited about that. Um, what else is happening? Um, my Indiegogo campaign finished, and um, everyone who contributed will get a special podcast with... Uh, me playing guest, and Stephen Dunn uh, being the host of Americana Station. Um, So you will probably only hear that if you uh, donated to my campaign. So thank you so much for everyone that uh, did that. And um, what else? I was just on a podcast with my good friend Sierra Sparkman, and uh, she has a podcast that you should check out. It is called On Hold with Sierra. That's S-I-A-R-A. Look it up on itunes or stitcher or whatever uh i think she's on spotify you know i don't know how she did that i haven't been on spotify yet teach me your ways sierra but um look up her on spotify as well um if that's your uh, means of streaming podcasts uh we had a really fun conversation and uh i got to be in the guest chair so you can hear someone uh turn questions on me um, what else is going on in the world of Americana and Will Payne Harrison? Let me think. Let me think. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're going to the West Coast in May. I'm going to be meeting up with my buddy Shiloh May. Um, and we're going to be hitting up the Hotel Utah. That's the first gig on May 15th. I'm also playing in Georgia just a one-off at uh, Eddie Owens Presents at the Red Clay uh with my good friend Claire uh Kelly so you can check that out if you're in Duluth, Georgia, or uh, in Atlanta area, the suburbs. Um, I'll be out there. And uh, what else we got going on? We're moving on to um, San Luis Obispo. I don't, I'm don't. i not really sure how to say that. Uh, maybe you can help me out with that one. Um, we'll be playing uh, at Lin- Linnea's Cafe. We'll be playing at Tooth & Nail Winery. We're going to go up to Eugene, Oregon. And um, we'll be playing at Axe and Fiddle And um, Sambon's bon, Sam Garage in Eugene And also at Mississippi Pizza In uh, Portland, Oregon So if you're on the Pacific Northwest Area um, Be sure to come out and uh, hang out um, It's going to be a bunch of fun shows It's my first time on the West Coast So I don't know what to expect um, Hoping just like lots of beaches And, and fun times um, So I'm excited about that And yeah uh, We're still working on getting this album done. I just had uh, Fats Kaplan in the studio uh, last week. And he did some uh, pedal steel and fiddle on the record. Um, if you don't know Fats, he's done a lot of really cool stuff. Um, he was telling me he played uh, down in uh, South Louisiana with Emmylou uh, Harris and, and met a bunch of really cool South Louisiana people, which uh, come up on this podcast. And uh, he's also played with uh, Jack White. And uh, he's currently touring with John Prine, who will be playing Jazz Fest. So you can, if you're in New Orleans and you're listening to this, you can uh, during Jazz Fest, you can uh, check out. Fats Kaplan with John Prine. Um, Let's talk for a second about how you can support this podcast. Um, This is a free podcast. We don't uh, do any advertising currently. Um, One of the best ways that you can help me spread the word about this podcast is by sharing it by word of mouth. Um, You can also get on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever way you're streaming this right now and um leave a review and um be sure to give me five stars tell everybody about why you like this and um share it with your friends and uh also we have uh an americana station spotify playlist with uh pretty much everyone that's been on the podcast plus some people that haven't but I would love to have on and um, people that are just kind of movers and shakers in the scene. It's all over the place with the Americana music and um, singer-songwriters kind of doing that thing right now. Um, So be sure to check that out. It's just Americana Station. It's actually one of my playlists. If you go to Will Payne Harrison on Spotify, you will see that as an official playlist. So you can check that out there. Um, You can also follow us on Facebook, at facebook.com slash americana station and instagram at americana station um i would say twitter but i'm going to be honest i don't ever use the americana station twitter i may even think about deleting that one but you can also follow me at will p harrison on twitter and at will payne harrison p-a-y-n-e on instagram and as well as facebook so let's talk about clay parker and jody james Clay Parker and Jody James are an acoustic duo from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. The pair's use of dense harmony singing and subtle musical arrangements indelibly binds them to the tradition of singer-songwriters and positions them well in the folk roots and Americana strains of country music. Since meeting around 2009 and both being part of the close-knit Baton Rouge music scene, Clay and Jody could occasionally be found playing on the same bill, but didn't join forces until late 2014. Shortly thereafter, they released the self-titled EP and have never looked back. Their new album inspired by Guthrie's lyrics, the lonesomest sound that can sound, is the product of countless miles, the encouragement of friends, and a creative union whose existence was always inevitable. Without further ado, here are Clay Parker and Jody James. So anyways, we're we're here in Lafayette, Louisiana at Rev uh, Coffee Roasters, we're about to play a show. Um, and I uh, brought clay and jody in the back to uh sneak in a little interview for the podcast so uh welcome them how are y'all doing
1: hey doing
2: well
3: doing pretty good thanks for having us
0: mm-hmm. um so your new album the lonesomest sound that can sound first off I, I heard on uh wmot that that was a hank williams no it was a uh woody guthrie it was oh, reference yeah, I
1: guess so. we'll share a mic here <laughs>
3: predict when he's about to speak
0: so long. Well here I'm asking the question <laughs> and y'all talk about it here's it two
1: mics Yeah that was a uh a line from uh, an old Woody Guthrie song called When the Curfew Blows um it was funny that day on WMOT uh <laughs> yeah. the guy I, I forgot. Uh, uh Will? can I no wit? Oh wait wit. Wit. can I mention the names on here I don't know but um, he said he introduced this says here's two artists that model their lives after Woody Guthrie. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's not entirely true. Um, and what anyhow. did you
3: say? We don't have trains, trains. And, and paint
0: signs. I do remember
3: <laughs> that. <actually. laughs> I,
0: re- <laughs> I remember that, and uh, I thought that was pretty funny. When I was on it the first time, um, the name of my album East Nashville Blues, and he was like, so this is a blues album. And I was like, well, <laughs> not... <laughs> Not really. <laughs> so I think he just like looks at the title <laughs> and then kinda
1: You should have just said yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Woody Guthrie's my hero. <laughs> so um you were telling me earlier that um you met a guy up in Nashville uh when you were playing at the basement and that was kind of the basis for the lonesomest sound that can sound, is that right?
1: Yeah, we met a um a producer and engineer, uh guy named Paul Eversold and I think I think his history was mostly working with kind of uh like nineties and early two thousands rock bands and I think so. Um and maybe even some like Christian acts or something like that. But um but anyhow it, we we kind of um we, we played a little set at the basement and uh he
3: Yeah, he came up to us and said, hey, I really dig what y'all are doing Um, You know, I'd love to give you some studio time if you'd be interested So we, um, you know, Clay has a cousin who lives up there And we kind of gave her short notice, like, hey, can we bunk up for (laughs) a day or two and, And, you know, record these songs at this studio And we did that, we recorded about 12 songs that day Just, you know, live, us playing acoustic guitars and then sat on that for about a year. <laughs> and because, uh, you know, we're constantly touring, so we didn't really have a lot of time at home um, to sort of track on top of those those bass recordings. And so that, that took a while.
1: Yeah. By the time we were ready to um, actually work on the record record, um, we kind of like, Tossed up the idea of just releasing it as was, um, but then kind of just decided that we wanted a little bit more um, instrumentation from some friends in Baton Rouge, you know. um, So, uh, I guess in a manner of two... Who were some of those people that were on the record? Oh, um, it's our friends. um, Dave Henson uh, was on bass. um, He did some upright bass. Uh, Clyde Thompson on fiddle. He's out in New Orleans. He uh he plays a good bit with our friend Eric Schmidt down in Baton Rouge. Um Micah Bluen on drums. Uh and I say drums, it was more just like a kick drum and snare kind of <laughs> scenario. <laughs> but um he he was Jody's drummer for a long time and he also plays in a band down in Baton Rouge called Minus the Saint. And um yeah. Yeah. And Paul Buller and Ben Harrington are two guys that, uh, play on nearly All everything that we <laughs> record. Uh, uh, Paul is, is, uh, an excellent pedal steel and Mandalore. electric guitar and mandolin player kind of utility guy. And, and Ben Harrington is kind of a,
3: Virtuoso, yeah.
1: yeah, anything that has keys or, uh, or wind blowing through it. He's, <laughs> he's, uh, yeah. Yep. you know, so he played organ on the record, um, but yeah, th- those are all friends that we've just been playing with on and off over the years, and um,
3: th- we th- recorded that at at, our, at Denton Hatcher's studio. Uh, he's a good friend of ours too, so he was involved as well.
2: Yeah,
3: sorry. But
1: they they all just kind of, you know, fell into it. We I mean, we say it took a long time to record that stuff, but it it didn't. It took like week well
3: right when know. we were finally able <laughs> we were, to yeah. get to it it didn't take long at all everything just kind of worked out really well
0: so um we we're talking earlier and Jody you said that uh you spent some time in Nashville co-writing mm-hmm. um, are you originally from Louisiana Did yes. you move? okay yeah. so you're from Baton Rouge I'm
2: from
3: around Gonzales, gonzales. are you familiar with gonzales
0: i I've, I've been through it a time or <laughs> two yeah can't say that i've spent uh quality time in gonzalez well, uh, y- it's
3: hard to do you yeah. know <laughs> i'm just teasing
0: so you, you were up in nashville for a little while kind of getting the the co-writing thing going mm-hmm. and then um what happened when you came back down
3: well um i wasn't i never really lived there full time i did have like an apartment that uh, you know a roommate or whatever and then I was able to kind of go up there for as long as I needed to and so I, I guess I would spend like maybe weeks or up to a month at a time. And um you know, I was rec- I was co-writing with um like Byron Hill who he he's written a lot for George Strait. I mean, he's like an older, you uh, know, um songwriter and then like Austin Lucas. Yeah.
0: You know, I I played a show with uh, oh, cool. Austin um from uh, Indiana, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, him and um, James Dupree, who's like a, a country artist. Okay. And uh, my friend Andrea Davidson. That's I know Andrea. You know Andrea? Yeah. No, she um, was my roommate at the time. Was she really?
0: Yeah. Uh, was it when she first got to town?
3: Yeah. we Yeah, we both kind of, that was our decision. That's to when I
0: met her. Yeah, really? that's crazy. Well, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so,
3: anyway, I was, you know, doing that and, um, I just kind of, uh, I, w- I was still coming home, you know, kind of living in both places and, and splitting my time between Baton Rouge and, and Nashville, and um, I approached Clay one night at, at one of his gigs, you know, after the show. We were just kind of talking about music and stuff, and I was like, hey, I've been doing this co-writing thing. Have you ever done it? <laughs> <laughs> And he was like, "No, I've never." You turned me on some <laughs> heavy
2: stuff, man.
3: Yeah, um, I'm a, such a pusher. No, you're a pusher. <laughs> yeah, and so anyway, I was like, "Yeah, we should we should try co-writing." And so right shortly after that, uh, I went back. I was up the in Nashville.
1: You, you keep referring to it like it's a uh, like it's a substance. I you
3: know? know, right? Yeah, a drug or something. But uh, oh, sorry.
0: Oh, uh, so you. You hadn't previously played together. This was a new thing when you came back. That yeah,
3: I came back to Baton Rouge with this, you know, newfound co-writing knowledge, and <laughs> and uh and so the anyway, first one was free. <laughs> yeah. So I um shortly after Clay and I had that conversation, uh, I, I went back to Nashville and I was there for a couple of weeks, and um, through email, you know, he's like, hey, look, I I'm just you know thinking about our conversation we had just recently had and so here's a song that i started writing a couple of years ago and here's you know I, it's not finished but here's what i have and he sends me a little recording and and uh the next day you know i listen to it whatever i i send it back with like well here's my ideas and you know after two weeks we had 12 songs that we had written through email that way wow. just sending like voice memos and stuff back and forth and um so anyway it it was a very natural thing and um so when I came back to Baton Rouge and uh we had all these songs that we would written over email we just kind of were like hey well, let's let's play them live together and see how they sound and um I don't know that was it I never really went back to Nashville after that just kept writing with Clay
0: and that was how long ago was that about four and a half years ago five yeah okay that's Three about now. the time 2014,
1: end of fourteen
0: yeah. that was uh that's about the time I moved to uh Nashville, so because oh, okay. okay. when I left you were doing solo stuff um playing with like billy and um, yeah yeah um uh, Blake and all them right guys. Yeah, yeah
1: yeah we yeah that was that was a lifetime ago man um so how did how did you get your start clay um about when I was a young pup <laughs> no um I don't I don't really know. Um I started writing songs I guess in my early 20s, maybe 21 or so. Um just really heavy into uh you know Bob Dylan and and uh, that whole world at the time and so um you know I I would start um writing songs and doing sort of like old traditional songs sort of like in the same set and um you know trying to make those songs sound like they were one and the same <laughs> I guess um so that's kind of what what I I initially started doing and then um and then you know writing songs kind of took priority you know and performing them on my own and and all that and, and uh just kind of floated around south louisiana doing that for i don't know 10 years or whatever it's been but um but uh yeah so i put out a few records um through the years and um i was just kind of still floating along doing that when when you know jody and i started writing together and this is kind of the the first time where I was like, uh okay, now I'm gonna quit my day job and and do this you know and and uh like you know, towns van Zant says like blow off everything else
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh so Jody, how long have you been writing since your twenties as well or um early twenties i
3: I've been like performing. Like, you know, doing like the bar scene or whatever since I was like 17, 18. But then yeah. I didn't start, uh, I didn't start playing guitar and writing songs until I was probably maybe uh, 22, 23, yeah. 24, something like that. And then um, I was living in San Francisco at the time. And then when I moved back here, I started, you know, playing shows like Solo just, you know, acoustic guitar by myself and um, I'm still playing a lot of cover songs, but incorporating some originals as well. Right. And then I didn't really get tapped into the whole Baton Rouge singer songwriter scene until, which, you know, around 2009, which I met Clay and, um, you know, like uh, Den Hatcher and like a lot of the people that we named earlier. Yeah, um, they were doing a, a nitty gritty songwriter night at Chelsea's that was happening like once a week and it was just a great place, like everybody was there supporting each other and um when I found those guys I was like, Oh, these are my people. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, those nights would be like uh like ten acts like right. from you know, ten o'clock till two o'clock or whatever.
0: Good old Chelsea's night. I remember Chelsea's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. Those were good days.
0: Those are good days. And uh, mud and water i remember oh, that yeah. I that lasted Great place. yeah very short time but um so th- th- this is new to me because when i was in lafayette uh, down here in, in lafayette um the songwriter scene um seemed very very s- small um and uh i guess through you guys and um a few other people in baton rouge i've kind of like realized that there is a thriving scene here but um how how does that affect your writing do you write with some of these other songwriters do you tour around with them um, do you mostly just go solo
3: well as far as writing with the n- no we 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 really just write um with each other we, we haven't really um branched out and like done, co- done co-writing with some of our Contemporaries in Baton Rouge (laughs) I know I'm still talking about like (laughs) We didn't do the thing with those guys (laughs) Um, But we have uh, Not really toured with them Like although we have played shows like with Eric and Eric Schmidt And Clyde Thompson Um, No I guess you know Clay and I Have just been um, Touring Pretty relentlessly, just the two of us kind of just because it's our our living, I mean that's how we make a living, you know, it's our full time job, you know. We've been doing this for about four years now, so
0: I, I have a confession. Um, you guys are road dogs and I definitely <laughs> always look at your uh tour schedule and, and steal dates from y'all. Like,
2: all <laughs> you guys have at always, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: you guys are always on the road and um uh everywhere that i've played that you guys have played people always speak so highly of you and, Aww, cool! Um, but i do want to get back to the the record because um i, I this is not an understatement this isn't just because you're here if you go back and listen to steven dunn podcast i'm gushing about you guys uh your album this album specifically is constantly on my spotify I'm, I'm listening to it at least like once a week and um i just think it's such a good album and um if you are listening right now um, and you pause this podcast, it better only be to <laughs> listen to their album. Um, it's it's amazing. And uh, Katie's Blues is actually on my uh, Spotify playlist right now because that happens to be one of my favorite songs. But uh, so I wanted to start with that. But like the, the writing process, does it do you always write together? Does it start with like a spark from a lyric? And, and what does that song mean to you? Because I have an idea, but I just kind of want to get y'all's perspective on it.
3: You um, go ahead and tell
1: the
2: story <laughs> on that one.
3: Um, well, so you know, you, you you brought up like how is the writing process? Do we always write together? Typically, how it works between us is, is one of us will either come up with a uh, either either a line or a melody or a, you know a progression and present it, and then once we each become sort of familiar with that, then we break away and you know go in our to our own space and then you know reconvene or whatever uh, you know um, a little bit later and and see like oh what do you have well here's what I have and then whichever one you know there's there's usually a pretty uh, obvious like yeah 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 let's go this way
1: well and strangely enough too like a lot of times yeah and that's when you know sort of uh, writing as a duo works for you is that when you break away to work on separate ideas and then you come back together and they're pretty much the same idea (laughs) yeah it's
3: very similar yeah but katie's blues um we were sort of uh i don't know laboring over this other song i'm I'm gonna
1: interject (laughs) just real quick and say that we have the most (laughs) boring stories about how songs come out (laughs) Um, they are completely uninteresting.
3: And that's a great way to preface this story.
0: <laughs> so skip forward two minutes. No, <laughs> just kidding. I'm sure it's not boring.
3: Um. So anyway, we were laboring over this other song, and um, you know, uh, we were just kind of at the point where we, you know, we're sitting at the kitchen table and just like, ah, uh, Clay's like, I'm gonna go smoke a cigarette, and and I was like, let's just let's walk away from it and come back later, and so while like before we walked away from it, he was just kind of playing around on the guitar, trying to clean his palate, I guess. And um and he was just doing something and I said, Wait, what what's that? And he was like, Oh, I don't know, I'm just kind of uh was I playing something? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what is that? And I was like, okay so I, I, I was like I, I love that. I love that. So when he went outside to smoke a cigarette, I went in the other room with that you know, what he was just playing by accident. And um was sitting in a chair looking up the ceiling and I, I got this melody like da 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 and so anyway I'm just kinda humming that melody over and over and playing the guitar and there's a ladybug crawling on the ceiling and there's one following it <laughs> and uh and I just kinda said, Lady where you running to and then Lady turned into Katie. And when he got back from smoking, I had like those first two or three lines. And he was like, I love it. Let's let's write that one instead of the one we were working on. And who knows what that song was, but we got another one out of it. So,
0: <laughs> so how, how long were you writing this album for?
1: Is this like over
0: the four years you were writing these and then it kind of just coalesced into this album? Um,
1: Yeah, I'd say, so, we, the, the beginning part, we were, yeah, we, our first songs that, that we kind of mentioned that, you know, those first sort of 12 tunes, first batch of songs, um, were really meant not, uh, not for us to sing or perform, it was sort of just like, these are just songs that maybe we'll try to pass along to, to Right. Someone else somewhere, you know. Um so after it was it was clear that we were gonna do this band thing, um, the writing really changed. Like, you know, um I don't know how else to describe it, but uh uh it, it got more uh I guess more open, I guess is the word I'd choose. Um but uh then we recorded an EP um in twenty fifteen and that batch of songs was sort of a, a thing. Um and after that point it was like uh another corner was turned in how we were approaching songwriting and how we were performing together and kind of following the duet sound more and all that stuff. Um, So I think from that point, probably from 2016 on is when we wrote this record.
0: That's awesome. So um, one thing that I love about the record is that you're both accomplished guitar players and you kind of bounce off each other the same way that you kind of bounce off between like melody and harmony between each other. Was that something that like just was natural or did it take time to develop that?
3: I feel like that was kind of natural. Um I, I don't know, everything just felt like designed <laughs> from the get-go. Even you know, the first time we played these songs together, it just it it felt like um like w- we we knew what Yeah. You know, like like someone would know who's been playing together for, you know, however many years, um intuitive like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, even like your, your, uh, registers and, and
1: your phrasing
3: seem well, to be. Right.
1: Um, yeah, I think that that's a, um, a big part of, um, the sort of duo sound that we're talking about is, is, um, you know, really, I guess comes from like that, the sibling harmonies from, y- you know, Leuven Brothers all yeah. that stuff, you know, um, uh, who we really dug into once we kind of decided this is what we're gonna do um is that it's it's to me it's really less about you know harmony notes as uh, you know it's more about pronouncing words the same like that that to me is sort of how you really sing with somebody right you know um uh, that probably doesn't make any sense no but, uh, it does um so that that did come naturally but I guess you know once we noticed that you know we could um kind of focus our attention more on on the on doing that you know so and I guess you know the same goes with guitar um uh jody is is um uh deceptively great at playing guitar and her rhythm is is uh like one of those rock solid things and she's one of those players that can play really slow and keep it really slow you know <laughs> which I which I always uh admired you know
0: um so I was going to go somewhere I oh
3: yeah uh we were talking about playing style oh yeah just
0: the the, the kind of you were talking about like leuvin brothers as an example and and um the sort of like enunciating in the same way and that uh sort of thing i think that 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 does play a huge role in how um bands and even tonality like having a similar tonality right, right. kind of helps it all blend but um was that learned on the road was that just like instant like just
3: i think both of us um really uh i guess um experienced harmony singers and we know how to like match tone i guess we've done that you know singing with other people and just having an experience with that that we really pay attention to that with one another like being able to like match the tone or like sing from the the same place as the other person is to to try to sort of uh, achieve that sort of matched tonality, uh, you know, I guess, um, I've always paid a lot of attention that, you know, even singing along to, you know, with CDs or or some of my favorite bands or whatever on the radio and just always practiced doing that.
0: Do you, um, have, uh, any more plans for a new record or y'all still going to be touring on this, uh, for, for a while? Um,
1: We're, um, kind of currently working on, uh, our own studio space, um, and that's kind of, uh, almost finished, I guess. Uh, there's just a few more kinks to work out, but, um, we are looking forward to sort of recording in our own space and in our own timeline, um. You know so we're definitely uh, you know looking down the barrel of another record most likely this year um, it
3: probably won't be put out this year but I, right, you know we'll, right. we'll try beginning the you know the recording process and um, clay prefers to work analog you know tape with tape and stuff like that so hopefully the next record will be done on tape
0: so, I don't know if this is going to be a question where you're going to roll your eyes or not, but I know you've gotten, at least in the press, a lot of um, comparisons to Gillian Welch and Dave Rawlings and Emmylou um, Harris and Graham Parsons. Are those influences for you? Who are some of the influences that you've been, like, listening to over the years or you kind of, like, um, share that have, like, kind of influenced your writing
1: and, and such? I think, yeah, the um, the Gillian Welch um comparison is definitely a fair one. Um this was sort of asked of us in another interview. I can't remember when. But um but no man, I, you know, they um they changed the game. Like, you know, um there there's a couple aspects that you can look at it, but um uh, like for me it's sort of uh how they operate as a, uh, as a, um, you know, and all, like, completely in house thing. Like, you know, they, they, you know, have their own label, you know, they own their songs, they, like, all, you know, all that stuff is, is, uh, between, the, and, and that's sort of like the, the opposite of, uh, not, I don't want to just say Nashville, but, you know, the opposite of, music industry success you know what i mean like uh you know nine times out of ten you know success in music industry means you know you you give up everything (laughs) you have for someone else to Mm -hmm. own um you know uh, that and that whole system has been in play for a really long time um so for them to be able to accomplish that uh let alone you know you know the the sound and and what they do and and all that stuff but um i've I've always looked at them and admired that about them um,
3: yeah, I think our influences are are a little different um maybe, but they overlap yeah. obviously in some areas and 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 um I think we're able to recognize the places that they do overlap and use that our advantage and and sort of meet meet in the middle. Of course, I you know I have a lot of like '90s alternative like. <laughs> really. <laughs> oh yeah, 'cause I mean I grew up in that era and. Um, like
0: Alanis Morissette. Oh yes, or? okay. Like Cranberries, Alanis Cranberries.
3: Morissette, and like. Um, you know even like Mazzy Star Portishead yeah. like all that stuff but i love
0: That is funny cuz there there's one song oh man i can't think of it right now that has some weird chord changes and i was like what were they listening to
2: <laughs>
3: Oh was it the No Pain song that does have some weird Yeah chord yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well that's a different story but um but yeah I, so i kind of come from that that world um and and very melody driven sort of um I don't know. Uh I I lost my train of thought, but um you know, I think I think we meet in the middle in, in places like Bob Dylan, John Prine, and, you know, like, you know, as you pointed out Emmy Lou and, and Graham and all that. Um so a lot of those places where we find our And the Luv- you mentioned the Louvre brothers oh, yeah. earlier, yeah. Sure awesome oh man. <laughs> man i know so good
0: there's uh have you heard of the podcast um cocaine and rhinestone it's uh it's a guy it's actually oh. <laughs> this is this is uh clay's first time ever <laughs> knowing what a podcast was <laughs> <Yeah>. um there's <laughs> there's uh there's a podcast called cocaine and rhinestone and it's about 20th century country music and um it's done by david allen Coe's son uh tyler Mahan Coe and he has a whole episode on the kind of enigma that is um the Louvin brothers and it's it's oh really wow. good so if you ever cool. get to a, have a l- another long drive you need to to yeah, put yeah. that in there yeah. there's a Doug Kershaw uh, episode oh so, cool yeah um so i do i i think one of the things that i really want people to get out of this podcast is like um how important louisiana music is um just to to you know pop culture and and the world and like um the 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 cool and like we just mentioned doug kershaw is a great example sammy kershaw and um jimmy c newman is is a a huge uh influence for me you know um dale menard used to tour with hank williams and uh, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of really great louisiana musicians here that um uh, sometimes do get overlooked by like you know cities like nashville and um uh what are there any like Louisiana influences for you? And, uh,
1: you know, I was, I was always sort of afraid of that question because, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not really well versed in like the, the Cajun Zydeco world. Um, you know, a little bit of the, the jazz stuff and the, uh, and the professors of the piano, you know, that kind of stuff, James Booker. And, but, um, but, I think that um the big lesson for me is that um this is not like anywhere else in the country like literally any kind of music could come from Louisiana you know right. um uh I've played in a bluegrass band that was in Louisiana you know um yeah blues yeah. I mean anything you know um we we're certainly not pigeonholed into any one thing down here um we i don't know it, it's it's a different thing than the rest of the country where um you can hear something and make it your own and and um well scratch that what i meant to say was you know um uh i don't know what, uh, i get i get i get overthinking on this <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> Um. Anyhow,
3: talk about swamp pop. Well, <laughs> oh, swamp pop! We please. love swamp pop. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was raised, you know, on.
0: See you later, alligator, and all. Well, yeah. I Bill mean, Haley and his
1: comments and what.
3: Yeah. Or, you know. Oh, Bobby
1: Charles. Bobby oh, Charles, yeah. man, is 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 like tops for us too.
0: It actually blew my mind when I found out that Jimmy C. Newman wrote Cry Cry Darling. I Uh, I had (laughs) no idea that he wrote that.
3: Still to this day, like when we're touring around the country, I mean, I think we were like, you know, Maine recently or even like, you know, we played a few shows in Toronto and Montreal and we were playing Cookie and his cupcakes and got you on (laughs) my mind. People are like, what is that? We always say, do y'all like Swamp Pop? And
1: In Maine, <laughs> uh, we were playing that song and a couple got up and started dancing. And after the song, they said, yeah, we're from Lafayette. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah.
3: In Portland, Maine.
1: <laughs> they lived
0: up there that or they were just visiting? They were
3: just visiting. That's Isn't that crazy? crazy? <laughs> I, I've that's had right. that
0: happen before where uh, I'm telling a story and I'm like, I'm from Louisiana. And someone's like,
3: woo. And
1: you're
0: like,
3: where are you from? And they're like.
0: Lafayette, you're like what? <laughs> <laughs> I
3: probably right. know your mama, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um,
0: but yeah, so swamp pop is definitely a huge influence, and I, I think that that sometimes gets overlooked. Um, I oh mean, a yeah. lot of the '50s rockabilly rockabilly stuff wouldn't even exist without that.
3: Right, right.
1: Um, the way the way that I describe swamp pop is is some Cajuns heard Fats Domino back <laughs> in the '50s, <laughs> and they couldn't forget it. <laughs>
0: You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not
1: wrong, but um,
0: so um, you you guys are about to do a tour with uh, in Texas. Uh, you want to tell me about that and maybe some of your upcoming festival dates?
3: Um, yeah, sure. So, um, our friend Monica Rizzio, she's from around the Boston, uh, Cape Cod area, and we met her. Uh, she was playing a show in Baton Rouge. I think we opened for um, last year, sometime maybe two years ago. So. I'm not sure but we've kind of kept in touch and um so we'll be doing like a Oklahoma Texas run with her uh march mid mid march to late march and um yeah that'll be really fun we c- we
1: we uh we're kind of just coming off um uh, you know we we hadn't done uh too much um touring co touring
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother level yeah
1: Last time I co-toured, <laughs> took me like three weeks to get over it, man. It's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> no, we hadn't done too much touring with with other acts. Um, we we did our first run with another act uh, with Ordinary Elephant um, in December of last year. I think year. that was Jan-
3: that was January.
1: In January, <laughs> uh,
3: we <laughs> of this year. Just last month. Well, this
1: will, <laughs>
2: well, this right will come out Hold in on. March. Okay. <laughs>
1: edit. Edit point. <laughs>
0: a couple of months ago, <laughs> right?
1: Um, yeah, the last tour that we did with another act was with Ordinary Elephant. That was in January. Uh, we had a really good time with those guys. They're um, yeah, we love them. Yeah, they're they're unreal, um, and and great folks to to work with and travel with. Uh, they travel with four dogs in their van. I know, it's crazy.
3: They stay in their RV, right? I know. Yeah. I keep trying to convince Clay that we need to bring our cat on the road with us, but I haven't quite convinced him yet that it's a good idea.
0: Day one, you'd <laughs> be chasing <laughs> it down.
3: <laughs> I know. But, but, yeah, so we did that run with them and then, um, you know, with Monica coming up. And uh, we'll be playing Jazz Fest in May. That's pretty exciting. This will be our second year doing that, and we're actually playing on what is now dubbed Rolling Stones Day. So, so they're opening up for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> um. So, interesting note. Uh. I met ordinary. Uh, Elephant actually up in uh, Nashville. Uh, they were playing at the Bowery Vault with uh, Chris Moise, who was on the podcast. And uh, then, um, forgive me, I don't remember their names. But the the girl, Crystal and C- Crystalline, is actually from I think Duson. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. It's from around here, which
0: yeah. is like out outskirts of uh, <laughs> Lafayette. Um.
1: And oddly enough, they're recording their. Well, actually, I think they just got done recording mm-hmm. their new record. Uh, up in Nashville with I
3: think it was a Nielsen Hubbard oh yes okay
0: mm-hmm. yeah Nielsen uh, just did uh, Kelsey May's record Evermore Nest um, she was just on the podcast as well and my friend oh. Clint Alphen he does yeah He's he's been doing a lot of good producing up in Nashville yeah that's awesome very cool well I would love to hear a song from you guys um, what, uh, what song do y'all want to play for us
3: what song would you like to play, Clay? Uh, I guess we could do, blues. We'll do yeah. Katie's Blues. Katie's Blues. Heck
2: yeah.
1: All right.
3: We will do Katie's Blues.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jody, would you like to do Katie's Blues?
3: Yes, Clay.
0: thanks so much to clay parker and jody james for taking the time out to be on the podcast um i know they have a busy tour schedule um next up on the podcast uh will be kirsten maxwell also i'm going to try to do a little bit uh more in between podcasting uh when i'm not interviewing specific people so look out for shorter um maybe weekly or bi-weekly podcasts i'm going to be trying some new things out um you can tell me what you like and you don't like but uh, thanks so much and uh, we'll see you next time